Um, there is no shame <laughs> in saying that you're a nervous Ned or a nervous Nelly at Cantu and that you're not, a, you're not alone um, and that we're all on a journey together. And I think that that is really quite powerful. Welcome to Swim.Rocks, the show that shares ideas, information and inspiration between swimming people who stay dry. My name is Lachlan Vane Tempest and our athletes have been in the water for some time. Now that the intensity is starting to ramp up, for some athletes, the desire to step out of their comfort zone and do the hard yards slowly dwindles. On today's episode, we are talking to the founder of Can2 Foundation, Annie Crawford, about motivation and how to get people to venture into unknown territory. We did have some technical difficulties during this interview, so in a few minutes, you'll hear me change from my microphone to my mobile phone. Enjoy! G'day everyone, welcome to this episode of Swim.Rocks and we are still on the topic of motivation and last week we spoke to Olympian Tommy Fraser Holmes about getting back in the water after a break and now we move on to how we can motivate swimmers and other people to step out of their comfort zone to achieve great things. After all, nothing great was ever achieved in the comfort zone. One organisation motivating people of all ages to step out of their comfort zone is the Cantu Foundation. The Cantu Foundation are an independent health promotion charity which is committed to funding cancer research and their vision is to transform someone's life by improving their health and well-being while supporting research, prevention, care and control of cancer. To tell us more, I am very glad to say that the founder of Cantu, Annie Crawford, joins us now. Annie, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. And uh, how are you at the moment? Where have we caught you? Uh, I'm in Manly, actually. Yep. I can almost see the water so oh, very um, nice good spot <laughs> on the, given the subject we're about to talk about yes and actually no there's a video on uh, on the Cantu website that is you running along the, the the promenade there at Manly isn't it do you go on that jog daily uh not daily but yeah. yes definitely I mean I, I jog some days I swim other days I yeah. you know do weights Let's just go through just a little bit of your uh, recognitions and your awards. So you're a member of the Order of Australia, nominated for Australia of the Year twice uh, and voted in the 100 Women of Influence by Financial Review. That is some rap sheet. Um, when were you nominated for Australian of the Year? Um, look, a few times, to be honest. Um, over the last few years, I can't remember exactly the dates. <laughs> <laughs> But that must be, that's an amazing achievement. Congratulations of that. That's something incredible. Oh, look, I think really it's just a reflection of the Cantu community and um, the difference that Cantu is making to people's lives. I, I don't really take it on as a personal um, attribute. <laughs> <laughs> and you're also, you were saying you were an accomplished public speaker and now you've stopped that for a little bit. And you're also an author of uh, your book, The Annie Effect. But right now, can you tell us uh, a bit about how and why you started Cantu and what you guys are all about? I guess three things happened um, that were sort of instrumental in my life and were why I decided to set up Cantu. Firstly, uh, my father uh, died when he was only 51 of cancer and I'm one of seven children. So that did have obviously um, an incredible impact on my life. And then we were living in America and I decided to run a marathon, but I decided if I was going to run a marathon, I was going to do it for something bigger than myself. And I really wanted that challenge um, and, and moving beyond my comfort zone. 
and I decided to run um, the marathon for an, an, an organization that raised funds for research. At the same time, when we were living in America, my husband and I, Simon, was set up the US affiliate of a biotech company that ended up being incredibly successful financially. So when we moved back to Australia, I decided that I, rather than get a paid job, I wanted to do something that would make a difference. So I thought, wouldn't it be great if I could combine this you know, passion that I have for being fit and healthy and all that it brings me with moving beyond my comfort zone and at the same time raising funds for cancer research. So uh, ostensibly that's sort of how Cantu began. I thought uh, I could get 25 people trained to run a marathon and collectively those 25 people could raise $50,000 um, for, for cancer research. But I had a really uh, strong idea about the type of culture I wanted. I wanted it to be a really a culture where we say we move people beyond their comfort zones. We, it's about personal transformation and it's about giving back and making a difference. Um, in, and the form that we use for that is to fund cancer research. Wow, that is incredible and, and such a great idea. Um, and, and stemming from, from such a reason as well. I know, I know my father, he had non-Hodgkinson's lymphoma and, and the amount of, you know, pressure and, 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 and somewhat heart, heartbreak. Luckily, he, he went into remission, but, but um, it's a real tough time to go through that. And, and, you know, you definitely want to give back to the community when you, when did you find that? Like, obviously, you know, obviously you did because you started the foundation, um, you know, when your yeah, father just passed it. Yeah, I think for me it was about turning negatives into positives because unfortunately my yeah, father yeah. two months after diagnosis. But for a lot yeah. of people that join Cantu, it really is about you know you do feel helpless, and for a lot of people that join the program, um, it is about what can I do either to support somebody I I love that's going through the cancer journey, uh, yeah. and and I will do something to make a difference. But that's obviously well, yeah. not, not for everybody because a lot of people also join. Yeah purely for physical reasons and about moving beyond their comfort yeah. and facing fears. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Now, um, well, moving on, Annie, what was Cantu's first event? Was it that marathon that you said that you did or was, what was the official event? The official first event that I did was the, we did was the Blackmores Running Festival um, in 2005. Yeah. We had 105 people. So that was sort of double, uh, triple, a uh, quadruple what I thought we'd have. And uh, we raised about a hundred and uh, over a hundred thousand dollars, and we had people doing the wow. half and the marathon. Wow, that's incredible! And um, what is the best and most surprising thing that you have seen at an, at an event? Look, it's it's an interesting question. There's just been so many moments, um, mm. but I think it's it's watching people, say in an ocean swim, for example running up the beach, holding another Cantua's hand um, with joy and relief and almost disbelief that they've achieved something that they never imagined that they could achieve. So it's the camera. Wow, so just that sense of, yes, I was about to say the camaraderie, that's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's wow, watching that. And um, you mentioned just, just before that, you know, um, people join Cantu to... to to fund, uh, you know, to fund uh, research and, and, and um, awareness about uh, cancer, whether that be from a loved one or, or, or a friend or, or whatnot, and also to, um, 
or just a physical challenge. Um, why do you think that cancer became so successful? Like, what, what is your draw card? Look, I think it's because we, we really tick a whole lot of boxes. Um, I think it's got the combination of the physical um, achievement, the real goal setting, um, facing fears. It's got this, the social aspect of being with a whole lot of other people that are like-minded. And I think it's got the idea of giving back and altruism. Uh, I think it's because people are doing it for something bigger than themselves. For some people, it, they're looking for a sense of belonging. Um, but I think it's a combination of those things. Sometimes I say the sum is bigger than the parts of Cantu. I think it just ticks a lot of boxes. Wow, awesome. Um, and now you've also written a book called The Annie Effect. Can you please tell us about that? Well, let me say, first of all, I absolutely hate the title and it wasn't my choice. Um, it's, not, <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not like me at all. And look, and to be honest, again, I was asked to, <laughs> to write that book. It wasn't something that I really wanted to do. I guess um, it was really sharing the story of inspiration um, of others in the Cantu program and what motivated me to do it. And that's why I wrote it. It was about, for me, it was the next thing in moving beyond my comfort zone because I share stuff about myself in that, that, you know, people didn't know about me. So it was, it was you know, I was facing fear in a whole new level. That's what motivated me to write the book. And I, it was my <laughs> ghostwriter. Can I tell you that as well? I want to be really upfront with that. Oh, wow. That's... That's awesome. Uh, um, I'm sensing, Annie, that you just have a little bit of, of you're, you're, you're a little bit humble. No, you're very humble. You, are, you sound like a very, very nice lady, Annie. <laughs> um, uh, well, so we I are talking about... That, but um, that's the <laughs> truth of it. <laughs> <laughs> so we are talking about motivation and how to encourage someone to overcome their fears and doubts and turn the I can't into I can. And I know from the coach's point of view, uh, the older someone gets, the harder it is to get someone to change their ways. Uh, for example, it would be so difficult to get an adult to get over their fear of swimming in the ocean where you can't see the bottom, unlike a, unlike a pool, it's so unpredictable, and there's no quick escape out the side. And also, I think that adults have a larger, uh, a larger sense of sensibility in them and realising that, no, that's a negative thing whereas a kid might and also having that fear for such a long time as well can build up and build up what worries or phrases do you often hear from participants oh look i think people are terrified of of all the things you said the waves the sharks the unknown um mm. going out the back but i think what sort of what we're known for is that it's actually okay to admit your fears and we have okay you know, their 50s and 60s that um, we let them actually, you know, say that they're scared shitless to use a, you know, a rude expression. Yeah. Um, there is no shame <laughs> in saying that you're a nervous Ned or a nervous Nelly at Cantu and that you're not, a, you're not alone um, and that we're all on a journey together. And I think that that is really quite powerful. And we take small milestones. We actually totally acknowledge the fears that people have and we won't, take them further than they can there's a sort of at, at each week so there's a level of discomfort that is positive but once you get beyond that that's really difficult for people so our coaches have become incredibly experienced at at knowing and understanding that um, we also have mentors and team captains that support people in that you know when they're first getting in the water i mean we might literally be holding someone's hand 
um, figuratively and literally uh, in those first few weeks. And there's no shame in that. Wow, that's, that's awesome. So it's, it's a real big support team that you guys have for each event. Yes. So we're training people in an ocean swim. We'll train them for 12 weeks. There's no expectation yep. that they can do an ocean swim until the end of that 12 weeks. Obviously, we have people that come back year after year and they're, they've got different desires and goals. And, and, and that's the other thing. We, we cater for all the different goals. So your goal this time might be not to do the 1K, but to do the palm to whale or the 5K or 10K in Fiji as we did last year. Or it might be that you actually, your goal this time is to raise more money. So you might be wanting to raise, to hit a $10,000 milestone in your fundraising. Your goal this time might be to mentor and support others through the program. So once again, it's ticking a whole lot of boxes. Um, it's, about, it's, it's about so many more things than just the ocean swim and getting, and getting there. It's about that journey. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. And um, you mentioned before that we, we have your, your mental um, uh, obstacles of, you know, that, that fear of the water and, and also the, the physical ones of, you know, uh, you know, the waves and, and, and the wind and, and the tides and all that. How do trainers and organisers help people overcome these obstacles? Is it, is it a step-by-step -step basis? Do they start in a pool or is it straight well, we, Yes. Um, well, we, we do it sort of in tandem, if you like. People are in a pool. Um, on a one night of the week and then we give them a day-by-day -day training guide for the rest of the week because they have to do more swimming than just the one session that we have with them in the pool yeah, yeah. and then we go down to the ocean now depending on the on the beach and the day and the conditions the coaches have to be very adept at, at figuring out a session sort of on the spot so if it if say for example we've got our beginner group who are terrified and there's massive waves we might just teach them to do a dolphin dive at the edge of the water till they get comfortable with mm. just putting their head under. I mean, we have adult men mm. that are too scared to put their head under initially. And then, you wow. know, that, then they will, um, as the weeks go on, or if the conditions, you know, are favorable, we'll start progressing further out the back. Sometimes it's just about say at Bondi beach, when we have the opportunity, it'll be just getting people out the back and letting them be comfortable and letting them, Look, look back at the beach and go, oh my God, I'm out here and I can't believe it. So it, mm. it, they're very, I have to say, well, our coaches are amazing and we've now been doing it since 2006. So we've got a lot of experience in how to bring people on the journey. Mm. Oh, that's incredible. And um, most people think of swimming as an individual sport, um, but, but uh, uh, us swimmers, we train as a team, compete as a team, achieve goals as a team. And you guys have had that uh, you know, team training uh, sessions, no matter what the discipline is, whether it be a swim or a run. Um, yep. From your experiences, how much of a positive effect does that have on people? I, I feel that when people are as a team, they work so much better, whether that be with friends or family, because you know that, that survival, strength, uh, survival trait of you know, strength in numbers and pack mentality. What are your thoughts? Oh, I totally agree. I mean, so many of our people say that there is no way in the world they would go out the back of the, you know, those, with those waves without the support and camaraderie of the team, the coaches, the water safety. I think also when you're all, um, when you, when you're all achieving a goal together and, and that mm. goal is twofold in Cantu, it's, it's your ocean swim goal, but it's also the fundraising goal. So you're with, like-minded people that are wanting to make a difference both to themselves 
and to others. And that's incredibly, incredibly powerful. Um, and I think, as I said, yeah, that social aspect uh, is, is also powerful. Uh, it's, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's something that, you know, um, we see on a daily basis as coaches is, is, um, you know, especially when there's a hard set on the board, the, the ability for, for someone in the squad to, to carry others around them, um, and, and approach the set, you know, as one is incredible. And we see that on a daily basis. Um, now you mentioned you have your beginner groups and obviously high, um, progress groups, uh, further on from that. And a lot of you, a lot of your participants are non-athletes and may not be in the best shape of their life. Something that affects a lot of people is, is their body. You mentioned how they view themselves, especially, you know, if they're a parent of a swimmer or a parent of an athlete of some sort, and it's surrounded, they're surrounded by athletic people on a daily basis. When someone joins an event, do you see people become more empowered and notice a positive transformation of how someone views themselves? Oh, look, totally. So for some people, and dare I say it, you know, men as well as women, especially in their budgie smuggler, the first, um, the first yeah. day when they're down there on Saturday morning at the beach and they're 30 kilos overweight and, they're, you know, they could be the CEO of quite a large corporation, but the fear on their face about having to expose themselves is almost yes. as the water. Um, and the same mm. for women that are a, a bit overweight. But I think it is so empowering when we realise what our bodies can do for, our, from, for us. I remember an email after one of our events where a woman said she saw, because we always take a lot of photos at Cantor. We, we, you know, celebrate the successes. So we're taking a lot of photos as people are charging up the beach um, at the end of their ocean swim, which we always say they have to run. And so, you know, you can see <laughs> a bit of cellulite wobbling around, et cetera. And one woman said her first reaction was, oh my God, I look terrible in a swimming costume. Her second reaction was, you know what? That does not matter. My body is beautiful. My body is powerful. My body is strong. And my body got me to swim that ocean swim. And it gave her so much more self-compassion. Um, and I noticed it myself. I used to never walk around the beach without a towel around my thighs. Now I just, it doesn't matter. It's not what we're about. It's, a, it's liberating and it's empowering. I totally agree. Wow. Yeah, that, that, that's, you know, something that you see on a, on a daily basis, just at the pool, uh, yet alone, you know, as you said, you know, women and men walking around with, with a towel on and, and holding yeah. that towel, you know, with them mm -hmm. until that last moment before they have to yeah. jump in. Um, one other question I want to ask you is about consistency. You know, the ability to come in uh, week in, week out the training, uh, how do you guys get people who are majority are non-athletes to come every week? Um, well, I think there's a few things that are going on. I think that even though they're non-athletes, they're goal-oriented people and they have a job that mm. they, they want to do, they want to achieve. Nobody has forced them to come along. They have made a decision that they're going to maybe face their fear of ocean swimming. They're going to get fitter and going to get healthier. So they are pretty self-motivated. However, I think it is also the idea that um, we don't want to let anyone down when we're in this group. I think there's also the idea that we are doing this for something else. So my donors, I don't want to let my donors down. I have a responsibility to be able to achieve my goal. Um, but it's also because it's really fun and, and people really um, don't want to miss out uh, and they want to be part of the group. Uh, and yeah, I think that's yeah. a big and, and part of that team. 
part of the team. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Um, now the color, the color orange, uh, it represents <laughs> enthusiasm and determination and it is the predominant color of Cantu. Did you guys choose that color because of its meaning or just because it's easy to spot in the crowd, like a, like a high vis shirt? No, we chose it because of its meaning. Um, and the funny yep. thing was when we first got our singlets, and I don't know if you've seen them, but they are fluoro. And this was in 2005 <laughs> and I nearly fainted. Really, I mean, I remember the first night thinking, oh, thank God we're giving out the t-shirts in, in the dark because they're just so bright. But you know what? They've become a symbol and it's been amazing. Um, it, we can spot each other in a crowd, but that's what's so powerful because the cheering and the support that you get running or swimming, everybody knows the orange. And even when people go overseas, like I've heard people in Central Park in New York were having a run and someone goes to them, go Cantu, because, you know, someone else knows that colour. So Whoa. It's, been, um, it's been far more powerful than we ever imagined. But, yeah, it was for about all those things, determination, creativity um, and what it meant. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Um, now, you mentioned before uh, that, that, that lady, when she, her second reaction uh, yeah. to her body and how you know, she really changed that mentality from, yeah. um, you know, oh, my God, to, oh, my God. Like, yeah, um, exactly. What other, what other um, stories have you heard um, from participants and how Cantu has changed their life? Oh, look, there's, there's thousands of stories, but maybe if I sort of just sum them up... Um, for example, one of, our, one of our people was about 40 k's overweight when he first joined Cantu and he was not a very healthy person, obviously. And when he first did his first Cantu program, which happened to be a run um, and he'd never done any sport in his entire life. And I thought, oh my God, he's going to die and don't let him die on my watch. <laughs> I was coaching. He couldn't walk 400 metres. Um, but oh, he no. was determined and he ran a half uh, a 10k, then a half marathon then the swimming program, he couldn't swim, then the triathlon, then he's done an, about 12 Ironman now, um, and he's raised oh about $1,000 for cancer research. There are other wow. people that, that realise that, you know, okay, I never imagined that I could either swim 1K in the ocean or I could do a half marathon, but if I can achieve that thing that I never thought that I could achieve, you know what, I can achieve something else and I'll go on and do my master's at university because I've got the, the strength and willpower that I know I can do it now. Uh, so there's thousands of different stories. Wow. And uh, Annie, how and where can we get involved with a Cantu event? Well, if you just go on, online to www.cantu, which is C-A-N-T-O-O, .org.au, uh, you can see what programs are available. And luckily, um, even despite COVID, we've just started going back to face-to-face -face training for our running. Uh, swimming doesn't start till November. Uh, so hopefully we'll have access to the pools, et cetera, by then. I mean, I know pools are opening up now as well. And then we also mm. do things and like um, Mongolia and El Camino and climbing Everest Base Camp. There's lots of things you could do with us. Oh, wow. So much variety. And uh, Annie, how can people get access to your book? Um, they can go online too. I just checked it out. You can buy it there if you really want to. <laughs> 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 Let me just say, well, Annie, you know, you are, yeah. it's, 
it's a bit amateurish. It's like you're not going to be reading a uh, Charles Dickens. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, Annie, you are such an inspiration for women from all walks of life and also all business people from all walks of life. Thank you so much for coming on our show. And we will put a link up to the Cantu website on our Instagram and Facebook page as soon as this podcast comes out. Annie, thank you so much for coming on our show. It's a pleasure and and good luck with it and uh, good luck to all those budding swimmers or runners or whoever out there. Thank you for listening to that episode and I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to keep in touch with us, go over to our Instagram and Facebook pages or join our digital community. Simply type in the URL community.swim.rocks, click the request to join button and follow the prompts. It's totally free guys. Come along and help us make swimming easier and better for all. Make sure you tune into next week's episode. But until then, everyone, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay dry.